On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, green flags are the behaviors, words, and feelings that make you feel seen, heard, safe, healthy, and supported by the other person. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're We're your hosts, hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Our quote of the day. Love in such a way that the person you love feels free. By Teek Not Han. And I'm going to read that quote again because I feel like it's such a powerful quote and is applicable to any relationship, not just a romantic one. Love in such a way. That the person you love feels free. Ooh. T. Girl, you picked out a a hell of a quote. When I saw that, I said, oh, damn. That's like a whole sermon right there. Wow. What does that mean to you, Don? Like, what comes up for you? Because I need a moment to just process it. (laughs) You know, what comes up for me is that Like I mentioned, this being applicable to not just a romantic relationship, but to anybody in my life that I love, that I want them to feel free. I want them to feel that my love for them is not conditional. That receiving love for me is something that they look forward to, something that they can embrace and be, and be celebrated. What about for you? Girl, it's powerful. That's all I can say. 
I, I feel like we need to read that quote like five times. The quote is so powerful. What I what comes up for me, Don, when I hear you read that quote is one, it makes me think about personal experiences and also the experiences of friends that I've heard about in the past. And many of us probably when we've had like that young love stage where you you go through the honeymoon phase, but then you realize that the love that was supposed to be free freeing, right? Or liberating is confining. It kind of chokes you and stifles you, right? Right. And I'm just thinking about what that really means. I, I believe it means loving someone regardless of if they want to move away and pursue a career or whether they want to do something that you may not agree with. It makes me think about the love that I have for my family and my siblings in particular, my daughter, my husband. Like those are that's a powerful quote that really just it, it really speaks to unconditional love, right? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm. The, the person can just be unapologetically themselves. Yes. Like they feel to me, that's what being free is, is that you can be your whole self unapologetically and, and like, and unconditional. Right. And it's like, I wonder how many of us can say that we are in relationship with folks, whether it's platonic or not, right. Where you feel like you can be free. Right. That love is freeing to you. Or do you feel like you have to hide something or you can't be your full self or, you know, you may not get support if you want to do something that the person disagrees with. So, lady, this is a lot. Right. We're going to cover a really fun conversation today. And I know for us, um, oftentimes we hear about the red flags. We, We hear about the red flags that should give us pause or the red flags that should hopefully prompt a full sprint in the opposite direction. But today we're going to chat about the green flags, right? What are the positive signs that we should be paying attention to when it comes to our partner or our business partner, right? Whether it's intimate, platonic, sexual, or just business. Like we're going to talk a bit about that lady. And Dom and I are going to share a few examples of exceptional behaviors that made us like Oh, this person is a keeper. I'm going to keep them around, right? Right. We're going to talk a bit about the green flags that you should be looking out for, but also the green flags that you should ideally be cultivating within yourself. And Lady, you want to stay until the end because we're also going to share a few things that seem like relationship or or positive relationship qualities, right? You're going to be like, oh, that sounds positive, but they actually aren't really healthy. So you'll want to stay until the end for that. And Dom, when you think about a green flag, what is the definition? Because I feel like social media, we see the red flags everywhere. So what are the what is the definition of a green flag? Yeah, I think that's important to define that, right? So a green flag typically are the behaviors, words, and feelings that make you feel seen, heard, safe healthy and supported by the other person. So I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Green flags are the behaviors, words, and feelings that make you feel seen, heard, safe, healthy, and supported by the other person. So T. When you hear that definition, what are the things that like come to mind for you like immediately when you when you hear that definition? Well, when you say that, I think the first thing I thought of was one putting an asterisk next to it because I'm thinking I feel like if you if you if we lean into that definition and we kind of take it 
as an all or nothing situation. It doesn't leave room for mistakes. It doesn't leave room for less than great moments. Like I remember on the podcast, I was talking about, I think I shared this with y'all, like a couple of weeks ago, I had a very, I would say poor communication moment where I was like, damn it, girl, this is something you learned about a decade ago. And so I don't, I don't think we should be defined by those low moments. And so when I think about a green flag, I don't think it's a, it's about having a great moment with someone, right? Like whether you give them a gift or a compliment or a nice text message, but it's more about the long-term, like the sign of a long-term compatibility with a friend, a coworker, a lover. So it reminds me of a question I used to ask myself when I was in a stage in life where I was gaslighting myself in a relationship. And I would ask, okay, how does this relationship make me feel most of the time? Like, how would I describe the theme or the common trend of the relationship versus, oh, I just got a cute gift or I just got a compliment. It's like, how do I feel most of the time? And so I think that's what it makes, that's what it makes me think of when you write that definition. Hey, hey, lady, this conversation is just getting started. It's going to get so much better. But first, we have a quick update for you from one of our sponsors. So be sure to stay tuned and we'll hop right back into this conversation. Okay, lady, picture this. You're at the crowded supermarket cruising down the wine aisle, but you're feeling lost, intimidated, and you're just tired of always buying the same thing. You want to explore, but you don't know where to begin. Girl, you need First Leaf. Here's why. First Leaf is a wine subscription service that takes the guesswork out of choosing wine, no matter your level of wine interest or experience. First Leaf makes wine tasting fun. Take their short taste profile quiz and they will send you your first shipment. You get to rate the wines you receive so they can curate a custom selection just for you. In recent years, I have become extremely particular about the wine I drink and I have enjoyed my First Leaf selections. Sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash herspace. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash herspace to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Try com slash herspace. All right, let's hop back into the show. What about you, Dom? Yeah, I like that. I like that because it's... You know, I started off by saying typically, right? And I was intentional about saying typically for that exact reason that that asterisk, right? That it's not an all or nothing. It's not, well, if this person every single time, because we are human and we are going to make mistakes. But the key is how do you typically feel around that person, right? That if typically you feel seen, heard, safe, healthy, and supported by them, then this might be a keeper. All right, girl, I want to get all up in your business. Let's talk about real life situations where we have noticed green flags in people where we're like, you know what? I'm I'm, going to keep you around. Does anyone come to mind for you or like any situations or relationships? They have so many. And That's so good. when I was reflecting on that, I was like, 
oh my gosh, like that is beautiful to feel like there are so many people in my life where I do feel seen, heard, safe, healthy, and supported. And I feel that in multiple dimensions of my life. So I think about, I think about this podcast, right? And I think about my relationship with you that I always feel, and I know I said we're not going to do the all or nothing, but I will say that in, in this relationship, I do feel seen, heard, safe, healthy, and supported by you. And I think that even in those moments where we may have had like a disagreement or some conflict, I still felt safe in those moments. And to me, that is the sign of a true green flag that even when there is conflict, you still feel safe and you still feel supported, right? And when I say safe, I'm not just referring to physical safety because, I mean, I know I know Terry got them hands and she could if we need, if it got down to it, she could. Right. But what I'm referring to is that emotional safety as well. Right. That even when something feels difficult. And it might feel scary to bring it up and talk about it, I feel safe in doing so because i know that we will work we will work it out and that you're not going to say something or do something or make me feel unsafe or disrespected well one you got me a little emotional because i'm like oh damn hurts so thank you for that and i'll share one of mine in a second but i do want to say dom you said something really powerful you spoke to really how someone responds in the face of conflict and pressure. And I feel like that is an indicator right there. Like, how does this person treat me when I don't do what they want me to do? Or how does this person treat me when I make a mistake? Or when we're in a disagreement? That right there can tell you a lot. Like, you ever hear someone say, go on a vacation with someone that you're in a relationship with to kind of see... See, see what kind of, see what kind of vibes and energy comes down. I remember when years ago, my husband and I went, I think it was like Barcelona or something. And I actually made a huge mistake and I purchased the wrong train ticket to get us to, I don't know what city we were going to, but it was funny. We had, we like took a little separation in the train station, (laughs) took a moment together, but when we reflected on the holistic experience, we did a very good job navigating that. And so just thinking about how does this person respond when things are stressful or are going crazy, right? Um, so I want to say, Dom, you are definitely one person on my list. I think about how I feel when we commune and when we engage and even during stressful periods, right? I think about the kind gestures, like, can I share the story about when I... Yes. I was going to say, we could edit it out if you say no, but... No, you good. Go ahead. I was coming home with my family a couple of weeks ago, maybe. Well, first, let me give context. So Dom came to visit me and we did podcast work. We recorded some episodes and she had this cute ass vest on. And I was like, oh, girl, that vest is cute. Where you get that from? And she was, I think it was Macy's. And I was like, okay, girl. 
y'all, how about I come home a couple weeks later and I have this package and my husband's like, oh, you got a package? I was like, oh, okay, it must be something I ordered the baby because I didn't, I didn't remember ordering anything from Macy's. And I opened it up and I had to stop in my tracks. I was like, oh my gosh, Dom went out and got me the vest, the right size. It was so thoughtful and it was just, it was a small gesture and something you didn't have to do. And I just think about the many times where you've gotten something for baby Z or me or my family, like my husband included, like you get us things and it's just the thought that counts and it's just sweet. It doesn't always have to be a gift, but I think about text messages around certain occasions and stuff like that. And I will say, Dom, the way that you treat me, it prompts me to model that behavior, even if I wasn't thinking about it, because sometimes I know life is busy on both of our ends, right? And I think, I don't know, girl, sometimes having a baby, I just, sometimes things just don't be clicking. I feel like for the longest time when I was pregnant, girl. I feel like when I was pregnant or around that stage, like I feel like you were getting me a lot of stuff, like you were giving a lot. And I had that moment of like, wait, Dom has gotten me a lot of things. I need to reciprocate. Like I just felt like life was just all over and I didn't, I wasn't being intentional about that. So it made me like step into it. Like, wait, I need to make sure I'm getting my homegirl something. You know what I mean? So I would say um, you were definitely one of those people. Thank you. Oh, I am glad that we have that reciprocal relationship, right? That, And you know, honestly, our podcast has been going strong for so long because we have that healthy dynamic. And I, I think that it is a good model for how people can interact like in friendship, but then also like in business and thinking about what what that those healthy dynamics really look like. And I think about our team that we work with and how we are, you and I are intentional and in how we communicate and how we engage with our team so that we are trying to demonstrate these green flags like constantly and then reevaluating if, if it seems like we're not. Amen to that, Dom. I do want to share a couple other examples because there were some things that really stood out to me as I was reflecting on my relationships. I have a friend who listens to the podcast. Shout out to Biagi. And one of the things that really stood out to me when I met Biagi years ago, I think it was like more than a decade ago, is that we were having a conversation some time ago. And I remember we were we were talking about someone, a mutual friend that we both knew. And I remember it wasn't like a malicious or nasty conversation, but I remember something about something personal came up about that person. And I believe I may have either asked a question. I don't really remember the context, but I remember Biagi set a clear boundary with me about not sharing this mutual friend's business or something specific that had happened with that person. And that actually made me feel safe because I was like, oh damn, if she is having a one-on-one conversation with me. And she trusts me, like I wouldn't say anything, but she's setting a boundary about someone else's life experience or situation or whatever it might be. I know that she would do that for me when I'm not around. And so I never forgot that, Biagi. I really took that to heart and it means a lot to me. And it also gives me some good behavior to model in my own life as well when I'm interacting with other people. So that was another flag for me that stood out to me, Dom, like as a green flag in our friendship. I love that. I I really love like like that piece about and we're going to go, lady, we will go through several green flags that you want to look out for. But I think that one around setting the boundaries is really good. Right. Like that's a really and we talk about boundaries a lot. But like 
what does that look like in action? And I feel like that's a great example of what that looks like in action, right? And speaking of boundaries, I, you know, an example that comes up for me is in my, in work, right? And I I want, I'm going to go ahead and shout out my coworker, Meredith, because she respects my boundaries, right? And so like, we might be working on a project or, you know, creating like a program and we're trying to set up a time to meet and we'll check in. Okay. Well, does this have to get done after work or can this wait till tomorrow or wait? Ooh, looking at our schedules, the only time we have to meet is during lunch. Is that what we want to do? And I can appreciate her checking in, but then also if I set a boundary and I say, nope, I'm stopping at this time, we stop at that time, right? And we check in and maybe I might say, you know what? I'm actually still feeling okay. We can keep going. But there's that respect of my boundaries. There's this checking in of, what are your boundaries? And I can appreciate that because one in this culture of this capitalist culture of like over productivity and, and burning and being burned out. I appreciate the intentionality around, well, if you, we won't be doing this work because we work with black students on a college, predominantly white, college campus, right? And if we're going to be doing this work, we can't be burned out because then who's going to do the work? And so I, I appreciate being respected in that way of what are your boundaries? And oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to respect your boundaries too. Again, that is that goes back to what we said earlier about how someone responds when there's potential conflict or they don't agree. Like I love that you had that support even in the workplace, because oftentimes we see people trying to push those boundaries. Like, oh, can you do this thing real quick? Or oh, it's for the students, whether it's like manipulation or guilt tripping and all yes. that. So I'm excited for us to dive into the green flags and also dive into the things that seem like positive relationship qualities and actually aren't. The last thing I want to share though, Dom, is about an intimate relationship. Um, I don't talk too much about my relationship on the podcast because it really isn't the focus, but I do want to shout out my husband really quickly because we had what could have been a tough conversation recently and he held space for me in a really beautiful way. And I think about how he supports us with the podcast. I think about, yes, he does, right. I think about even like traveling down, like being a new mom and traveling, like some people, some spouses, let's be real. Like some spouses really be hating on their partner, you know, yes. some, some partners just be hating on their partner. Like they don't want you to do stuff. They don't want you to, you know, have opportunities for development or potentially make more than them or just so many different things. And so coming from or thinking about toxic relationships I've been in in the past where someone really tried to stifle me and like wanted to keep me confined and like keep me in this box and not want me to to do anything. I'm just really appreciative to have that in a partner. And lady, again, this does not mean that you won't have bad moments, right? Or that there won't be a red flag here or there in the midst that comes up. But we're talking about 
How do people recover from those moments? And also, what is the general theme? So this takes us on to our first green flag, which is high self-awareness. High self-awareness. I love this one, Don, because it makes me think about is someone, one, I think you have to, I believe everyone should have a relationship with themselves. And in order to be self-aware, I believe that there has to be a level of relationship that you have with self, right? Like, are you able to admit when you mess up? Are you able to just be open and honest about your feelings and just the, the conversations that you're having internally so that you can support your partner, but also support yourself. So I think that high self-awareness is really important. I agree. I think that knowing yourself allows you to be able to do some of these other green flags that we're going to get into, right? Which, I, which is why I think it was important for us to start with this high self-awareness as the first green flag. Because if I don't have a relationship with myself, mm-hmm. if I don't know what are the things that I do really well, yeah, what are the things that I might need to work on, what do I need from a partner, then all of these other things that I might become the person with the red flags. Exactly. And I'm glad you said that, Don, because I was going to ask, like, For those listening who may be like, huh, what does that look like in action? I think you gave some really good examples on what having high self-awareness looks like. So thank you for covering that. Yeah. So then that takes us to our second green flag, which is empathy. And I want to be clear on on the difference between empathy and sympathy. So sympathy is... I feel sorry for you that you are going through this, right? For some folks, sympathy might also be aligned with pitying someone else, right? Like, oh my God, I'm glad that's not me. Whereas empathy is the ability to take on the other person's perspective. So, Putting yourself in the other person's shoes is the phrase we often use, right? So someone who has empathy is someone who doesn't have to have experienced that same thing, but they're able to say, okay, I could understand why you might be going through this. And it doesn't require that I like it or I agree with it. I don't even focus on that piece of it. What I'm focused on is I understand what you might be going through. I understand how you could be feeling this way. I understand why you may have made that decision that you made. Hey, lady, it's Terry here. Dom and I want to take a moment to thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. We love you for real, and we want to give you a chance to learn more about what's important to us. So tell us what you think about this. Imagine a world where you have a chance to get featured on the Cultivating Her Space podcast and share your business, brand, or perspective with millions around the globe. Imagine joining our monthly virtual video check-ins where you can connect with like-minded Black women like you 
and share your ideas and episode suggestions with Terry and I. Now I want you to imagine a world where you're in the exclusive Cultivating Her Space Sanctuary Slack channel and throughout your day and week, you are conversing with us about what's happening in your life and sharing funny gifts and or personal wins. How does that sound? Hopefully this is up your alley, lady, because we are taking things to the next level this year and we're doubling down on investing in our community. That means you. Yay! We want to meet you, connect with you, and create communities of genuine women who love on Black women and push our culture and movement forward. We launched this podcast in 2019, and to date, we have not missed a week. We've been great stewards of our platform, all while working full-time and navigating our own ups and downs. We release fresh new content every single Friday, like clockwork, and we have hundreds of valuable episodes and workshops that can really help you uplevel your life. So if you love our mission or you've gotten value from us, we invite you to give back and help us push this community effort forward. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click Patreon. You can learn more about our goals and exclusive offerings on Patreon, and we highly highly encourage you to join the sister frontier so that you can get some one-on-one time with us. We also have an option for you to donate on a one-time basis if that meets your needs. Again, herspacepodcast.com and you can click that link that says Patreon. All right, lady. We'll hop right back into the conversation. I love that, Dom. I feel like empathy can also be coupled with action sometimes. So it's like you're putting on yes. the shoes of someone else. And you're like, okay, if I were going through this or if, if considering that this person's going through that, what could I do? It makes me think about two quick situations. One, how you, Dom, you do a good job of asking, like, how can I support you, right? Like when someone's going through something, how can I support you? I think about Biagi. When I had a miscarriage years ago, although she doesn't have children and hasn't experienced that, she mailed me a beautiful care package with things that were like so on target for what I needed at that moment. So whether it was like tea and essential oils and things like that. So that for me, that was so empathetic because you, one, went above and beyond, but you also thought about what I was going through and what I might need in that situation and how you could support. So empathy is a great one. The next one is one of my favorites. I mean, they're all really good, but this is also so telling to me how you treat others, right? Treating others well. And I always observe how people treat folks that cannot do anything for them. That is a big indicator for me, right? I'm talking about, I'm talking about housekeepers, right? I'm talking about the, the waitress or waiter or the hostess, like people who, and again, these people are actually doing things for us, but I'm talking about perception wise, right? The people that you perceives that maybe can't do anything for you, even if it's a person that's experiencing homelessness, right? Like any opportunity that you get to see that person interact with others, observe that, right? Because if they're treating others well across the board and it's not just, oh, let me just treat the CEO or the person with money or status or influence, let me just treat them well and not other people. I think that's a huge indicator of how they could be in the relationship too. It is, you are spot on in that it is a huge indicator of how they might treat you. When you are in a space where, and I'm thinking not just romantic relationships, but any type of relationship, when they feel, when that person feels like there's nothing that you can offer them, pay attention to how they treat you. 
because how they are treating you should also be reflective of how they treat others and vice versa. Like it's the, it, it, there should be consistency there. If they are kind and generous to you, then you would hope that they are going to be kind and generous to others. But if you see them being an asshole, expect that at some point that's going to come to you. So then that takes us to number four, respect your boundaries. Now we've talked about this already, right? Like in the workplace setting, in, in the friendship setting, but then also thinking about it from the romantic sense and from like a family sense. And family sometimes can be the hardest one, not only to communicate your boundaries, but two, for them to actually respect your boundaries when you communicate them. So the sign of like, like a green flag of a healthy dynamic is when you clearly communicate your boundary and they respect it. Now, I want to clarify that sometimes they might need reminders but are they respecting it when you do remind them? The people who you have healthy dynamics with are going to respect your boundaries. They ain't got to like it. They ain't got to agree with it. But they're going to respect your boundaries. I feel like we've covered this. We've, we've talked a lot about boundaries on the podcast. I just did some Googling. Lady, if you ever want to just Google our podcast name with a keyword. Like I just typed in boundaries, cultivating her space podcast. And I found one of the episodes, but you have to look through to find the others. The episode is season one, Dom. Wow. Season one, episode nine, how to set boundaries effectively. No is a complete sentence. Cool. So lady, make sure you check that out. Right. Y'all know I love back in the day. Okay. (laughs) That was back in the day. That was a good one. I remember that episode too. But that was like 16, wow. 16 seasons ago. Look at us. Yes. Okay. okay. The next one here is, oh, this is good. Has their own life and supports you having your own too. <sighs> okay, let's just dive into it. Let's see. Having your own life. Well, one, I think having their own life is super important because it just supports that one, the self-awareness, right? Like just being your own person. But I, I just think it's so important for people to just have their own, right? Like, I think it supports you as a whole person. It also enables you to build community and a solid support structure outside of your relationship. I think outside of any role in life, right? Like being a mother, being a, a wife, being a daughter, we should all be having our own something, our own isness outside of that. I think that's really important. And then also supporting you having your own. So they should have their own stuff and then you should, they should support you having your own as well because I think it just, it is giving insecurity when they don't. Like it's giving insecurity. It's giving insecurity. Wanna, right? It's giving, I want to put you in a box and keep you inside. And it's not good. Controlling, mm-hmm. possessiveness, jealousy, like, mm. mm-hmm. Pushing towards almost maybe an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. right? Because when you think about it, Dom, I was going to say, when you have your own community, when you have your own life, it keeps 
it keeps you interesting as a person. One, yes. it keeps you engaged. It keeps you part of something bigger than yourself, but it also gives you all something to talk about as a couple. You don't want to be up all under each other all day, 24 seven, how we were in the midst of the pandemic in 2020 in particular. Like you want to be able to have that space to go out, have new experiences and come back and talk about them together, teach each other things, all that good stuff. What were you going to say down? Cause it looked like you were about to start preaching. What would you want to say, girl? Ooh, child. I was going to say, you know, that is really my therapist told me years ago that the healthy dynamic is that your relationship had particularly like this. And we're talking about romantic relationships here. There's interdependence, right? That you each have your own independent lives. You are independent beings. But then you all come together for interdependence, not codependence. Because with codependence, you lose you lose your independence. But with interdependence, there's that ability to you each have your own lives, your own things. And then you come together for life together. And to me. That that is a huge green flag of your partner wants you to have a life outside of them. They have a life outside of you. And then you have that life that you have together. To me, that's beautiful. Because we need we all need that. Everybody needs that. And you need that in across all of your relationships, actually. And I know this is going to be controversial for some people, but I'm going to just say it anyway. Parents and children. Your children need to be independent of you. That does not mean that you let them go off at three years old doing their own thing all the time, make their own decision. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that they need to develop into their own human being. Interdependence is the healthy, the healthy dynamic. So then that takes us to number six. You feel good around them. So I think about in all the relationships that I have, It goes back to our quote of the day. Like, I want to feel good around the people that I'm with, right? No matter what the dynamic is, no matter what the type of relationship it is, I want to feel good around them. I want to be excited about, oh, I get to talk to Terry today, right? Or I'm getting ready to go and hang out with my sisters. Like, I want to be excited. Because what that tells me is when I'm excited, that means that it's a relationship that I feel good in. And if I feel dread, if I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. And that's the common occurrence. And I know a lot of people feel like that with some some of their work situations. Some of y'all might even feel like that with your romantic relationships. Some of y'all might feel like that in terms of the friendships that you have that you need to let go of. Or your family. <laughs> oh, that part too. Ooh, okay. Or the family, right? If you don't feel good 
if your body doesn't give you, like, let you know, our bodies communicate with us and tell us things all the time. Come on. If we, if our body is not letting us know that this is, this is excitement, like this is joy, we might need to revisit. Like, I want to be able to feel good, truly, around the people that I am with. That is so powerful, Dom. I've literally, I'm at the stage now where there are people from various stages in life who've reached out recently. And when my body be speaking to me, y'all know how our body, that gut feeling, like you ever have somebody call or send you a message and you just get that, 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 that overwhelming, like, it's like a punch in the gut, right? It's just like this Mm -hmm. overwhelm, like, oh. I don't know. I can't put my finger on what it is, but I'm like, I'm not going to respond. Some, some shit just don't need to be responded. You just leave right. it on red. Like, hey, I'm listening to my body. We're going to dive into the next one, lady. But real quick, I just want to shout out some of our reviews and let y'all know that you know this is a, Dom, hold me on, keep me honest here because I always forget. We are a Black-founded, Black-funded, and Black-what-owned podcast, Okay. Period. So, lady, your reviews go a long way. Please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can leave a review. Support us because this is literally our podcast that we created for us by us. So, we want to shout out a few folks. We have Mommy Maria 19, Tiana Michelle, Ambitious Queen 91, Quay Lynn, another person. Looks like you left some letters there, but I'm going to read them out for you, lady. I-F-I-D-C-J. We appreciate you, lady. We have Martina LD, BR Breadstick, Edwina, and Rosa PM. And we're going to read one of the reviews, but we want to thank you all because we appreciate you so much. And we reviewed, we read every review, even the ones that are not five star. We appreciate y'all feedback. Okay. We do the best we can. So what BR Breadstick says is if you are a black girl, this show is a must. Every episode has me opening my journal and reflecting. The world is not always kind to black women, but Dr. Dom and Terry create a safe space to process the good and the ugly. I see the positive impacts of the show in my daily life. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you this is why we do it. This is our why. Seriously, there are some days where I will come right to the reviews, like, okay, I'm having a rough day. Let me read some of the positive reviews to like get to know that I'm on, we're on purpose. We're doing this for a reason. So lady, yes. we appreciate you and we thank you. And now we're going to hop back into our tips here. Number seven is actively working on being a healthy communicator. Ooh. So I'm just go ahead and just jump right into this one because um, I think about the episode we did, Dom, where we talked about when you're the toxic one in the relationship. And when okay. I tell you, when I first, like a decade or so ago, when I first got into my relationship, I was a poor communicator. It was really bad. And a lot of it was modeling behavior that I saw growing up. A lot of it was, yeah, me just being immature, lacking skills, you know, seeing myself as a victim and not being open to working on my communication. So I will say over the years with a lot of work, a lot of reflection, a lot of self-awareness, a lot of looking in the mirror and saying, no, ho, you wrong. A lot of that. And tapping into tools to help me become a better communicator. So I think that even though someone may not be, you know, who they are going to become today, are they open to the process? Are they open to the work? Are they open to the journey? Are they fucking, are they aware? God damn it. Are they aware? Like, do you know that you are a poor communicator, right? Hmm. That's the first step, right? In every 
And yep. every, uh, what are those programs called, Dom? Like the AA programs and every, I guess, self-development program. Yeah, yeah. The self-awareness is the first part. Like if you don't know that you're sick, if you don't know that you need help, what, what are we doing? Where are you going? Right, right. And I think that goes back to our first green flag, right? Of like having that self-awareness. And that's what I meant by like, if, if you have that self-awareness, it leads to you being able to do these other things. I think for me, when I think about this piece about why we labeled this green flag the way that we did, someone who is actively working on being a healthy communicator. I think for me, labeling it like that was to indicate that we are all works in progress and that we might show up and not be where where we want to be, but are we taking active steps to get there, right? So I think about times when I haven't been the best communicator and I've said, you know, I'm working on being a better communicator. Give me the feedback if I'm not showing up in the way that aligns with being a healthy communicator. And to me, what that means is that I'm actively working on it, right? So then when the person gives me feedback, I can take it, I can hear it, and then I can correct it. And what that also means is that if I have a slip up, because again, none of us is perfect out here in these streets. If I have a slip up and I notice, oh, oh crap. I didn't communicate that in the way that I wanted to. Oh, I'm having a bad day and I just kind of went in and didn't even pause to really check myself on. I'm having a bad day and I'm just going off on this person that isn't the recipient of how I'm actually feeling. Right. They aren't the person that caused me to feel this way. And so then when I have that moment of awareness, I pause and I say, okay, let me, I'm sorry. I'm not having a good day. And this is not how I want to engage with you. This is not how I really want to communicate. One, here is what's going on. And two, here is what I meant to say. I love that you pointed out, Don, that you like, held yourself accountable in that moment because you made me think of a couple other things that I want to touch on under this this number seven. One, do they apologize? Like everyone should be, we, and I know this is hard for me in the beginning, so this is no judgment lady, but we, we, we are works in progress. Right. And part of the progress is taking accountability, not don't Dom. You ever had somebody say, I'm sorry you feel that way. Baby, that's not an apology. No, not at all. I think being specific when you apologize, which can sometimes, oh, it crushes the ego at times, right? Like, Don, I apologize for speaking to you in this way. I know better and I I need to do better. Like being uh, being very specific, even asking the person, how did I make you feel? And I apologize for making you feel this way by saying this. Being specific so you can hear yourself say that, like, damn, I I messed up. I probably need to work on that. But then also making sure it's not lip service because we know how sometimes ninjas Bad be like, Oh, part. I'm sorry. I'm going to do better. But baby, we're not. Okay. 
Where's the work at? So for myself, Dom, one of the things I've done to hold myself accountable is to take notes on the way that I've behaved and then talk about within myself when I'm journaling, again, self-awareness, talk mm-hmm. about what I can do better in addition to apologizing. Like, what is the work I'm doing on my own to make sure that I show up better moving forward, right? Holding myself accountable. So I just had to add that too since I've been there. Yes, yes. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And so then that moves us to our final green flag, which is you are a team or partnership, right? So to me, what that means is we feel we are working together, right? That there is no one person is always in charge or one person has more power than another. We are a team. And again, going back to that piece about the interdependence that I recognize what you bring to the table. I'm also very clear on what I'm bringing to the table and we are playing off of each other's strengths for this unit to work. And what that also means is that when someone else, when our partner is falling short, we step in to support them going back to what what a healthy dynamic looks like is that you feel supported. So I'm not judging you. I am supporting you. And we have a common goal or goals that we are working towards. You hit the nail on the head with that, Tom. Do you want to do a quick recap before we jump into the the eight things or the three things that seem like positive relationship qualities, but actually aren't healthy? Might not be. (laughs) Yes. So our our green flags, high self-awareness, empathy, treats others well, respects your boundaries, has their own life and supports you having your own too. You feel good around them. They are actively working on being a healthy communicator. And you all are a team or partnership. All right, so T. Now, these three things that Mm -hmm. seem positive. Yes. I feel like some people about to be reviewing their relationship. (laughs) Okay. Okay, let's jump in. One, let me just say, we're reviewing an article on Bustle called Eight Things That Seem Like Positive Relationship Qualities But Actually Aren't Healthy. And we're going to shout out Christine, I believe it's Felizar, is the author. She's a lifestyle writer at Bustle. And so we're going to talk about more of this in the after show, but we're just going to touch on three quickly, and then we're going to hop over to Patreon, okay? So number one is never fighting. Madame, I used to be that person that was like, oh my gosh, we never fight, like everything's good. And then I was like, oh no, that's because I'm suppressing shit. That's because we're not having the difficult conversations that we need to be having. So never fighting may seem good on the surface, but when you're thinking about a long-term relationship, there will be conflict and conflict is natural. It's a part of life. It's okay. It's about how are we navigating the conflict? Because usually if someone's not fighting, they're suppressing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm with you on that. I couldn't have said it better. And so I, I want to move to our second one. Whew. 
using sex as your main means of connecting. Emphasis on main. Right. (laughs) Emphasis on the main. So I want to be clear that we do have relationship dynamics where we are friends with benefits, cuddle buddies, fuck buddies, whatever you want to call it, right? Whatever term you're using. The main objective is sex, right? If you both agree on the terms and conditions, then that's fine. We're not talking about you. This ain't for you. This one ain't for you. This is for those folks who are expecting a long-term committed relationship. If you are expecting a long-term committed relationship, there is a lot more to life. There is a lot more to relationships than sex. Sex is the dessert, not the main dish. Yes, you want to have good sexual, healthy sexual chemistry, but that is not the main component of your relationship. If that's all y'all got, we might need to revisit the terms and conditions and might need to move over to being friends with benefits. Amen. You hit the nail on the head with that one too. And that takes us to number three before we jump into the after show. And this says being jealous and possessive. Now I just want to rewrite from the article because this was a really, I think they made a really good point here saying that out of all the unhealthy relationship behaviors that get masked as positive ones, jealousy is probably one of the most common because many of us know in the beginning and that honeymoon phase, it's kind of cute. Oh my gosh. Like, uh, That's what we think, right? Jealousy easily gets misconstrued as a positive quality in a partner because it's flattering in the beginning, right? But it wears thin with time and becomes destructive. And that can lead to controlling, right? Someone that's controlling you. And usually that jealousy is just a little little appetizer for what's to come later. And usually what's to come is going to cause you a lot more heartache, possibly trauma, and a lot of other things that we do not want you to experience, ladies. So... Those are just three of the things that are mentioned in the article. We are going to jump into the after show and talk more about the other ones. So head to herspacepodcast.com and click on Patreon and join us so you can watch the video and see us in the after show. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at her Space Podcast, or check out our website at herspacepodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I attract abundance and prosperity with ease.